Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Snap count on my mind. Romo hand on my butt. I'm the center and that's what's up. Yeah. I touch the ball on every play. And if you see me coming at you, it's time to pray. I got a big beard and a real mean streak in the bedroom i'm a super freak i once ate a whole honey baked ham ask a dt who the f- i am my name is frederick yeah travis frederick <laughs> my name is frederick yeah Travis Frederick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Again, Dr. Pepper and Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, making it possible for us to talk to Travis Frederick. Travis, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? We're doing good, as you know, in Cowboy land. You've been around here long enough to know that uh, if you're on a win streak, we're planning parade routes. And if you guys are on a losing streak, <laughs> the sky is falling. So uh, let's just start by uh, talking about the Jets. Um, what did they do defensively that uh, caused problems for you guys? Well, I think that, the, first of all, I think they came in with a really good game plan uh, to try and stop what we had going on. They played a lot of uh, their what we call diamond fronts, where they put a guy on each of the offensive linemen and then a couple of guys back in the linebacker level, um, including one of those being a safety. And um, the way that they were doing that, um, didn't allow some of the, the runs that we had originally planned um, to, to go. So we had to make some adjustments there. And uh, I think you saw in the third quarter there that things were able to uh, open up a little bit for us, and we were starting to figure it out a little bit. But um, by that time, I think we were a little bit a little bit too far behind. Um, so I think that that was really good, and they did a good job of getting an extra guy into the box um, as much as they could, even though they generally play uh, more of a shell-type coverage. Do you guys always know when Greg Williams is bringing pressure? I mean, just based on how many times you've gone up against him and tendencies. And, All right, second and six. Here come. I mean, do you do you just know at this point? You do get a lot of uh, tendencies and stuff. Uh, we get reports on that throughout the week. Um, so you do your best, but those are just that. They're just tendencies. So it's hard to say, okay, it's it's second and six in the middle of the field. This is when uh, cover zero pressure is coming. You know, um, you be alert for it, and you make sure you put a plan together to handle that if it does come. But it it's, it is difficult to predict specifically on each play. Speaking of uh, predicting, uh, you know, when we talked to you after the Saints game, I don't want to put words in your mouth, uh, uh, you know, here, but it. But you're I, going to. Well, but I'm going to go ahead <laughs> okay. and do that. I got the sense that you were saying they kind of felt like uh, maybe they knew when you guys were running certain plays, or maybe they were on you guys a little bit, and they'd obviously studied and, and done their homework. Do you did you feel like th- there was more of that from the Jets, whereas they knew what you guys were doing? I don't think so. Um, I think that was more specifically the Saints, um, and it wasn't necessarily what play we were running. It was like it was the fact that we were running or were passing. I think a little bit, um, but as far as the Jets go, I think that they just had a, a game plan in place to to do their best to stop that. I think that they said, okay, well, here's how we're going to defend the run, and we're going to let the guys in the back try and defend the pass, and and. Uh, they just they ran their system with a few tweaks, and you know they were able to to take advantage of that. 
you know, one of the things that you hear after a game, and I realize emotions are raw on those things, but mm-hmm. talking about uh, we really got to buckle down now and some of those types of things. And I guess my question is, do you feel in the last couple weeks that you guys haven't been as dialed in as you should have been? You know, I don't I don't think so. Um, that's easily one of the places that you point. You know, I had somebody ask me yesterday in the locker room about lack of preparedness. Um, and it really made me think there that, you know, there is a completely different viewpoint from the outside, you know, from, from a fan's perspective or even, you know, from your perspective as somebody that, that covers us, um, there's a perspective that these games all tie together and that if these streaks are happening, that, you know, there's something happening in general with all three of those games. But I think the better way to look at that is that there are three very specific games and that each week um, is independent of the other three. So it's not like the last three weeks, you know, we've been rolling out of bed and, and not paying attention at practice or anything like that. You know, they've been good weeks of practice. It's just on game day when things hit, um, you know, we're just not able to execute at the level we want to, and the defense has been able to um, do some things to, to slow us down. So you'll probably uh, get enjoyment out of this just because it'll probably make you chuckle. But uh, my son came into me late last night and goes, Dad, Dad, did you see it? It's all over the Internet. News is breaking. I was like, what is it, son? He said, the Cowboys weren't giving Jason Garrett high fives on the sideline. Uh, and there was one clip where uh, Garrett was trying to give – who was it that was coming off the field? I um, thought Malik Collins. Malik Collins yeah, yeah, Malik Collins was going off the field, and he kind of had a low five. And Garrett was kind of holding out the low five, but he was also watching the field. Malik Collins is catching his breath coming off the field, and he didn't dap him up. And they just caught it on an isolated camera. And so would you like to give us the final stats on how many low fives were given and how many were not given? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> if I had to predict that the number, the percentage of fives, high or low, <laughs> that were given, I would guess probably fifty percent. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, is that now? Is that, that seems the, low? Is that that's low now? Is that because guys are sending a message? Well, I think, I think really it's you're very tired when you're coming off the field, and uh, whether you have to take an extra two steps to get closer to give somebody a high five or not, um, can sometimes be an effect on that, and sometimes you don't see it. There's there's multitude of reasons why you may or may not uh, indulge in the five process. So in order to get up to ninety percent and for Garrett to regain the locker room, does he need to come to you guys as you're walking off the field <laughs> to make a better effort to make sure to stop you to force a high five? Uh, I suppose that would be one. Way way of of doing that um you know it depends on the situation coming off you know if things are celebratory that's one thing if things you know hadn't been going so well it's it's a whole nother so um you know i'm not exactly sure um but maybe that will be in his game plan this week is is to maybe come towards the players a little bit more uh travis frederick joining us here on the ben and skin show and i believe this is brought to you by miller light the only beer of the dallas cowboys and dr pepper a delicious soda that people enjoy um (laughs) Sorry, I don't have copy in front of me. Really so um, you've been here during bad times. You've been here during good times. And obviously, like the year before uh, you guys drafted Zeke, when Romo got hurt and it was uh, not a fun year, you know what the mood of the locker room is like during that time, and you know mm-hmm. what the mood of the locker room is like when you guys were 13-3. and three. Right. So where are we on the spectrum here? What is What does this moment feel like collectively? Oh, you guys are different. You all have different personalities. Right. But collectively, what is this moment like for you guys? Honestly, it feels somewhere in the middle of those two, you know, maybe directly in the middle. You, know, you can tell that there's a seriousness. Um, guys realize the gravity of the situation and, and the fact that we've lost three games now uh, in a row. But 
we also have guys in our locker room that understand that it's a long season and you know things can go either way. Um, so we, we know that we have to get some things fixed and, and obviously play better. But in general, I think there still is optimism. I think that there still is a hardworking attitude. There's guys that uh, care about each other and want to play for each other. So um, I think you can see a little bit of both of those is that you, you know that it's serious and you know that things aren't going right. Uh, but it's more, I would say, optimistic about how to get it fixed. So, Dak, I read a tweet from old Bobby Bell. Dak was hit eight times uh, during the game, according mm-hmm. to NFL statistics. And uh, uh, I think three of the biggest ones, two of them were outside of the pocket, and those are difficult. And obviously you guys were, sh- were shorthanded and missing your two starting tackles. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. But on a day like that, uh, are you guys aware uh, that Dak's getting hit and, and, and taking a beating back there? And is, is anything ever said? I think you're aware of it. Um as far as something being said, you know, we know how tough Dak is, and Dak isn't gonna, he's not the type that's gonna come up to us and, and say, hey, you guys suck, and, uh, you know, you need to really step it up. We, we understand that things um, aren't going well sometimes, and sometimes it's a matter of the situation. Like you said, sometimes it's out of the pocket, sometimes it's late in the down. Um, you know, obviously we wanna try and keep him clean as much as we can, but, um, there are situations that occur that, that that happens. And, you know, that's one of the things that we appreciate most about Dak is that he's one of those people that will continue to instill confidence no matter what the situation is. You know, he may have gotten hit or got a roughing the passer on him um, where he really took a nasty hit and he's just going to pop right back up and he's going to, you know, be looking forward. And I think that that's super helpful um, for everybody on the team. All right, so if you were to leave this, maybe you're going up to the star today for treatment or something. I'm not sure of your schedule. You didn't text it to me yet. He's there right now. Yeah. Okay, so when you leave the star, and what if every single Cowboy fan was outside your car blocking your car and they demanded answers, what would you say to them to allow them to let you into your car so you could drive off peacefully? I would take a car sharing service out the back door. <laughs> I thought it was leave no car behind. What happened uh, to no, that? No, I would absolutely leave my car in an instant in that situation. <laughs> it's it's safe here, uh, I think. Well, I guess my my the, perhaps that scenario was too oh, elaborate. Okay. What is your message to angry cowboy fan? And I think it's it's keep the faith. It's have faith. Know who the guys are that we have in the locker room. Um, know that there's talent across the board, and uh, we have guys that really care about each other and really want to win. And we're working on it, and we're trying to get it fixed. And uh, we will get it fixed at some point. We we just got to figure out um, what the situations are that that need addressing. Travis, did you ever get around to watching Breaking Bad? I loved Breaking Bad. Yeah, absolutely. You should uh, watch. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of time. I mean, you have a day off tomorrow, right? You go watch. You sort should uh, go watch El Camino. El Camino. Have you the, heard of the have Camino? You, have you heard about the Camino? <laughs> uh, you know, I heard that it is a movie that stars uh, Jesse Pinkman. I think that's his name. That's correct. Yes, and uh, is in the Breaking Bad series or in the in that universe. I guess yeah. I should say. I don't know if it where it falls in the in the progression of things. But I thought Breaking Bad was one of the best um, television shows. Um, I, don't, I don't watch very many, but I watched that one. I thought it was really good. Sir, we need to tip our caps to you as well because you, you did it again with another awesome charity event, uh, Blocking Out Hunger, your charity, uh, Travis Frederick Foundation. Um, you had another fantastic event. Your teammates were all there supporting you, and you raised a lot of money to fight uh, childhood hunger. So kudos to you, sir. How would you feel about your event? 
Thank you. And uh, I felt pretty good about it. I was really excited about the, the amount of support that we got, um, both financially, but also just the, the people that were there. And um, I have to say, it, it, it wouldn't be that way without Ben and Skin being the, uh, the MCs. And I really do appreciate you guys coming out and doing that. And even KT was on the premises um, during the event. So. Yeah, because <laughs> I had weird. to be. Well, yeah. Wow. You didn't, you didn't wow. No, I'm wow. kidding. We're having fun. Uh, but, we? but, yeah, it was, a, it was an unbelievable night. Um, and just to see the outpouring of support um, from the people here in the DFW area that, that really care, um, it really helps to you know, ease the, the pain of a loss. I posted this on Instagram on my Big Ben Rogers account on Instagram, and when I got to the event, you were being interviewed by two people, and they both looked like they were standing on your shoes. They were. They were so close to you. They were invading my space. They were so close to you. It was, and, and so I came in with my phone camera, and I just got right next to your. I think I touched your beard, and I showed it to my wife. She was like, "Wow, it didn't even impact him." I could see you mid-answer. You started to crack up and laugh. But uh, how were you able to maintain focus during that close-up camera yeah, shot? Yeah, that's tough. And actually, uh, you know, yours wasn't even the worst when you actually touched me with it. I, I'm not generally a close talker. It makes me uncomfortable to be that close to people. And both of the people that were interviewing me at that point were being very close talkers. I mean, we're talking within, you know, probably six inches of my, you know, my bubble. Um, so I, I just was uncomfortable and, uh, that helped me put a little smile on my face. Like you said, it cracked up a little bit, um, which helped because I didn't know where I was going with the answer. Um, because I was, <laughs> all I could think about was trying to back away from these people. <laughs> You're used to operating in close quarters, but even that wasn't enough. Hey, Travis, thank you for joining us. And do us a favor. Go tell everybody over there to just be better, man. I think that'll solve everyone's problems. All right. I will uh, I'll pass on the message that Skin says. Thank you, be dog. Better. Love you, man. All right. Love you guys. There he goes. Travis Frederick, every Monday, courtesy of Miller Light and Dr. Pepper. Hey, man, where's Fortnite? Man, I just... Where? No, I like that question. Can we get Travis back on? I'd like for him to answer that. Fortnite's uh, gone right now, and I'd like to... Travis? We're not going anywhere until Travis gets back on. (laughs) Travis! You did this, Shippy. No, Shippy, you did this. Uh, (laughs) This is your doing. You make this happen. (laughs) All right, we're late for a break. Coming up next, we'll talk to the NFL right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.